Hello and welcome to the School Mentor Podcast. My name is Miff Martinek and I am your host. We are on to episode five and today we are talking about how advice is killing creativity in your school. Now this is a topic that I absolutely love because it's something that has the ability to be really transformative in the school setting particularly, because the whole idea of going to school is that we learn, that we come away from school with life skills, with education that helps us further our lives and helps us further ourselves as human beings. And this for me is one of those small tweaks that we can make as individuals that will help us be so much more effective as educators. And it will help us be so much more effective when we are supporting both our peers and our pupils. So why do I want to talk about this? Well, let me start with describing um, a scenario for you. Um, Some experience that I had with advice. Now, I want you to picture me in 2021. I had had my daughter, Evelyn, maybe six months before. And I was lying on the sofa. Granted, I was probably eating some chocolates, but I was complaining about how I felt in my postpartum body. Um, Now, before I had my children, I was a strength and conditioning coach um, for women's to school. I was running fitness classes in the evenings. I was uh, an above averagely fit person. And I I loved that side of, of who I was. Um, I'd struggled a little bit with exercise during my pregnancy. Um, and I was really keen to get back to it um, now that I'd had Evelyn. But I was struggling so much with just getting myself Um, back in that place where I felt like I could exercise. So I was complaining about this to my husband and I was telling him how it all felt so difficult. It all felt so impossible to me. And my darling, darling husband said, Miff, why don't, you know, you, you know what to do. Just why don't you just go to the gym? Why don't you just go and have a workout? Now, you might sense that this landed like a lead balloon. Um, And the reason, and I want to unpack why that advice was quite so disastrous and resulted in me mostly just wanting to throw something at his head. (laughs) Um, So there were a few things going on there. The first one is that I felt totally alienated by him giving me that advice it disregarded all of the expertise that I had and the fact that the the problem that I was facing wasn't that I didn't know what to do, is that I was struggling with the how. I was trying to figure out how I could do that. And so when, when Pete gave me this advice, and I feel like I must offend him here that most of the time he really like hits the nail on the head with um with how he supportive and incredible he is um on this particular occasion uh, that the point was was well and truly missed um but 
what happened there was it disregarded all of that expertise that I had already and and missed the point which was that I was struggling with the how I didn't know how to do this as a new mum I was struggling with that sort of internal uh, guilt that I had around wanting to do anything for myself rather than just focus on my on my new baby and it all felt really strange and alien to me. I hadn't been this sort of unfit and lacking in strength in quite a long time. And so that felt really strange. Now, the second thing that it did, excuse me, was that it killed the conversation. And along with killing the conversation, it killed my creativity. Now, where we eventually got to um, once we had this conversation at a different point and he recognised that perhaps um, his first uh, attempt had not had not quite elicited the response that he was hoping for, was that he asked me some questions and that helped me start thinking about what problems it was, that I, what which problems actually stood in my way. And when I started to break that down a little bit more, I started to understand which things actually weren't problems at all, which things I could ask for help with, and which things I could overcome by by just approaching them slightly differently. So as soon as I started to have that sort of conversation, I became creative. I started to find solutions where before I just found problems. Um, I was training a group of pupils only yesterday and we were talking about exactly this. We were talking about what happens when they receive advice from teachers. And they they said out of this room, 60% of them said that most of the time the advice they got didn't help. But what was really interesting, and I didn't manage to count the, the number of people, but what happened a lot of time is that not only did 60% of the advice not help, even an even greater percentage of the room said that if they got advice, they'd actually missed the point. They didn't correct anyone. They didn't say, oh no, hang on, that isn't what I was asking. They didn't say, um, I don't think that I would actually do that. Can we think of something else? They would just let it go. And there's a cost associated with that. And the cost is connection. When we have a conversation with someone and they leave the conversation feeling that it was pointless for them and we leave the conversation thinking that we've helped, there is such a disjointed sensation between those two experiences that it breaks the connection. And as we start to chip away at connection, people start to lose trust and lose faith in one another. Neither of those parties are doing it maliciously. None of this is happening on a really conscious level, but we are eroding the connection nonetheless. So I want you to to bring some awareness to this first. Have a look at the conversations that you are having. Are there points where you are habitually leaning on giving advice where perhaps you could work a little bit harder and a little bit more consciously to bring in um, more of a conversation to draw out someone's creativity to help them solve 
their own problem rather than you coming up with the solution. So that's the perspective shift that I would like to offer. Now, it's all well and good to tell people to give less advice, but what do you do instead? So I want to, along with that idea of a shift in perspective, I want to give you a tool that you can use and then also a filter that you can help, that will help you decide when to give advice and when not to. So the tool, let's start with that. Here's what I would suggest and offer to you instead of leaning on advice. And that is to practice translating your advice into a question. And your question has got to be all about encouraging someone to discover their own options and their own thoughts and feelings about whatever challenge, whatever puzzle that they are facing. So again, if I if I reflect on <coughs> the training that we, we ran yesterday, we were working through some scenarios that I had written about mentors and mentees. And we were talking as a group about what advice we would like to give our mentees. What The first scenario that I wanted to, to share was a mentee who was getting really sucked into practicing and practicing a piece of music they were struggling with. And they were putting so much pressure on themselves and they were losing the love of, of playing piano and playing playing music. And the advice that the group decided that they wanted to give was to stop practicing quite so much, right? It makes sense. We don't want, the, the core thing here is that the mentee, uh, is that we preserve the mentee's joy in music. And actually, if we can preserve that, then probably they'll get better at playing the piece of music because they'll remove that stress. But we wanted to see how we could phrase that differently. So it wasn't a suggestion um, and a piece of advice that instead we could phrase it as a question. And what we landed on was this. Um, we said, what things usually help you when you feel stressed? And by asking that question, we invited the mentee to think more broadly. And that question then led into the mentee recognising that they were missing out on these other elements of their life at the moment because they were so laser focused on this one stressful point, this one piece of music that they were struggling with. So what we did um, there was help broaden out their thinking. And then the mentee came to the solution of actually, I want to take some time to take part in this particular club, or I can't remember the exact details, but they chose some other elements which would help them take the pressure off of that um, intense moment in time, that intense scenario, um, and allow them a little bit of breathing room, a little bit of time to, to decompress. Another example was about a, a pupil who wanted to be um, his sports team's next captain. And the advice that we wanted to give them was to uh, go and ask the captain what qualities they had that got them elected. And so we, we, we talked and worked through this piece of advice. And what we chose to look at, in, what, what 
we chose um, and came up with instead was what qualities do you admire in the current captain? And that was a lovely question because what it encouraged the mentee to do was to have a moment of reflection of what good qualities they actually saw in the captain. It might also invite the question of, well, what qualities could I bring to being a captain? And it might also recognise that there might have been some gaps that they felt that they would bring forward that the captain, the current captain maybe doesn't. And maybe, yes, maybe they would decide to go and ask the captain for some some insights about their experience. But the key thing here is that it got the mentee thinking about these important qualities. And when we get people thinking, it opens up a whole world of creativity. And it opens up the ability to solve your own problems, which builds confidence and which builds a sense of autonomy and purpose because you're creating the the life that you want to lead. And you're doing it on these little micro um, points in time, right? We're doing these really pinpoint moments that are, are starting to define who that person is. So take a moment, think about the conversations that you have day in and day out and look at those points in time where you rely on advice. And this isn't about berating yourself for that. And there'll be certain times, and we'll talk about this, when advice is absolutely perfect. But there'll be lots of opportunities that are potentially being missed when we lean on advice, when there could be a really good exploring question instead. So the last um, piece of this is thinking about a filter. And the filter is all about deciding when to give advice. And again, this is about awareness of the conversations that you're having and awareness in the moment. So drawing your attention to it and, and thinking whether it's the moment for advice or whether it's a moment where somebody could where we could help someone develop and practice a skill. Um, so the filter has got two layers. The first layer is, is it black and white? Are we asking a question like, when does the cafeteria open or close? When, uh, when does this particular um, period start or finish? When is games? If the answer is black and white, then let's give the answer or let's direct them to where they can find the answer if you don't know. Um, There's no point beating around the bush or trying to come up with a clever question in that scenario. So that's your first level of your filter. The next level is, am I the subject matter expert on this topic? Now, as a teacher, it can be quite black and white here because for you, there will be a specific um, subject that you teach that you are the expert in and you can give the best advice possible in that in that subject. However, if the question relates to something outside of that topic, so it might be about the, about the specific content of the prep work, that's where the advice can come in. But how do you start to think about prep work generally? 
that is a broader question and that is where we can encourage some creativity. When we use this filter, it just guides us a little bit more towards the approach of developing creative thinkers rather than riding in as the knight in shining armour and solving things with our advice. Remember, at least 60% of the pupils that I spoke to just yesterday said that when they received advice from teachers and it didn't hit the mark, they wouldn't correct them. So we want to protect against that. So even when you are the subject matter expert, I want to give you a safety net. And that safety net is the question, have I got it right? Now, what have I got it right does, when you ask that question, is it allows, it gives permission for the other person to correct you. This is so important when we're thinking about teachers and pupils um, because pupils don't like to correct teachers. They would rather just put their head down and kind of take the storm and, and weather it than, than poke their heads up and say, oh no, I, I don't agree or I that's not actually helped me. You know, people, they, they want to just get by and, and not upset anyone. So when you give someone permission to correct you, you are showing an incredible amount of humility. You are showing that you are also on this learning journey with them. And it makes sure that the connection is not eroded if you haven't got it right. Or if your piece of advice isn't the piece that they can take away with them and that they can take into, into action. We are always striving at the core of this, to build connection. How can you build that connection first and then allow the teaching and the learning to happen on top of the connection? That is where, that is the bedrock of all of this. We all have a perception that we are developing problem solvers and creative thinkers. I see it on nearly every school website that I look at. And that is absolutely the case. And there are amazing things, CCF and um, things, <laughs> things like Duke of Edinburgh. You know, there are loads of opportunities in school where we are creating this problem solving and this creative thinking but it can be pulled into our day-to-day micro-interactions as well as those events and those special occasions. And the way that it is done is by avoiding advice if and when we can and choosing to invest those couple of extra seconds to come up with a good question instead of relying on the advice that we can give easily. And we do that because it builds the connection and it builds that habitual creative thinking pattern that results in learners that are fe- that feel connected and results in people who feel that they are in control of their own lives because they know how to think to themselves. So I hope that this has been a useful 
um, snippet of, of information and a useful way to think about this. I always laugh about this because it's basically me giving advice or not giving advice. And um, I, I like to sort of, <laughs> you know, I've used my filter and I would say that I am an expert in not giving advice. So hopefully this is a useful way of thinking about it for you. Whether it's just remembering that perspective, think about the times where you've been given advice and it has landed flat on its face. We've all had those experiences where we've gone, yeah, okay, I'm not doing that. And we haven't said anything about it. We know that this happens, right? It's common sense. We know that this happens. So let's try and be a little bit better with it. Let's play with it and try and come up with some really good quality questions instead. Um, So that's all we've got in today's uh, podcast. If you would like to reach out to me on this topic, I would love to hear from you. Um, I'd love this conversation so much. So please, please, just even if you want to want to chat about a bit more, um, then then get in touch. Um, the website is also there, and um, quite excitingly for me, um, we're doing an overhaul of the website at the moment, so that's going to be um, new soon. We're going to have loads of resources in there that I'll be adding to all the time to help um, schools move towards more of a a cohesive, full human well-being approach um, rather than us thinking about just individual elements, academic, pastoral, separately. We want to start thinking about things as the whole human. And if you are keen to go on that journey with me, then then please get in touch. Go via the website as well. There's some stuff on there. It's this-is-me.uk. And I hope you join me next week. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate your time. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the School Mentor Podcast. We hope you're leaving today's episode feeling inspired to create a stronger, more connected school community. To access more resources, be sure to visit our website at this-is-me.uk. It would mean the world to us if you subscribed, rated and reviewed our podcast and shared it with your fellow educators. Until next time, thank you for inspiring, mentoring and changing the lives of the young people in your community.